Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my sports in one app, like the National Women's Soccer League, included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. What makes a Mercedes-Benz EV different? Electric is what gets you there. But Mercedes is what moves you. Like no other automaker can. The vehicle, all electric. The feeling, all Mercedes. The choice is all yours. Learn more at MBUSA.com slash EQ. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Final hour on this Tuesday, Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. We'll talk to Mike Tyson. He's coming out of the ring, or going back into the ring. He's coming out of retirement. He's doing something, and he's also fighting a shark, I believe. Is that right, Todd? He, he's yes. doing something with he's Shark Week. He's a part week. of Shark Week, and he's supposed to be duking it out with a shark, as bizarre as that sounds. Okay. Michael Phelps raced one, and Tyson had to take it to the next level to actually get into a fist fight with a shark. Yeah, and, but he's actually fighting Roy Jones Jr. Yeah, September 12th, he's actually going to have a real fight with Roy Jones Yeah, but is this going to be cheesy like when Michael Phelps raced the shark but didn't really race the shark? Yeah, Paulie. Like, do you think what's going through the shark's head? Like, what the hell is Mike Tyson doing down here? <laughs> I mean, I'm used to people, but the champ. <laughs> All right, uh, final hour here. Some of the headlines. Uh, the NFL sets the opt-out deadline for this Thursday. If uh, players are going to decide if they're not going to play, they have to do it by Thursday. Rockets Blazers coming up tonight. Last night, the Lakers clinched the number one seed in the West with the win against the Utah Jazz. Um, last night was supposed to be a great showdown between uh, the NBA's two top rookies, John Morant and Zion Williamson. And it was fine. Pelicans won. Zion had 23 and 25 minutes of work. But the reality is both of these rookies might not last long in Orlando because Morant's Grizzlies are the eighth seed, but they've lost all three games. Pelicans aren't much better. They're one and two. They still have some work to do. And not to mention Zion is on a minute's limit. And we have a tendency to rush things. We want young stars to take over immediately. But, you know, Luca's made it look easy as a 20-year-old. But he's an outlier here because even the best players need time to get used to the NBA. Go back to Kobe when he came out, when uh, Kevin Garnett came out. But John Morant and Zion Williamson might not do much in the bubble, which is fine because I don't think what happens in the bubble is going to define what their futures look like. But last night, Zion was playing sort of bully ball. He was, he was just trying to power things back up against uh, a pretty good front line, a tall front line with Memphis. But Memphis, that's a game you got to win. 
Like, you want to make the playoffs, you got to win that game. And New Orleans was the better team, uh, thanks in large part to Brandon Ingram and, and Zion. Uh, you know, those guys combining for almost 50 points. Anthony Davis had a big night last night for the Lakers. That's one of those, you forget, Anthony Davis is a player that you go, oh, that's right. Whenever he has one of these games, he reminds you of what is, is possibly there. We had seen it before, but the fact that he was playing in New Orleans, we didn't really notice it because it didn't factor into a bigger picture. It was just, boy, he's a really good player on a team that's not any good. And now you're playing for Los Angeles, and now these numbers, these games, these performances mean something. And I keep saying that Anthony Davis has pressure on him. I know we always look at LeBron, but Anthony Davis needs to step up to show that he is one of the top five players in the game. And that's what I think is, that's the question I'm going to have as the Lakers move forward into the postseason. But you put up 42, he he makes it look easy. That's the thing with Anthony Davis. And it would be frustrating because he had a bad game the previous game. But if I'm LeBron, this is why LeBron led the league in assists. If I have this here, I got to utilize this. And I got to feed him. And it allows LeBron to pace himself. Because this doesn't have to be about LeBron and LeBron's team. It can be Anthony Davis being the best player on the team. LeBron just wants to win a title. If you say, oh, Anthony Davis led the Lakers to uh, the title. I don't think LeBron's going to worry about that. If he wins and he's got a fourth title and it's largely because of Anthony Davis, I think LeBron's going to be okay there. Yeah, McLovin. I mean, it's not as severe. Remember Peyton Manning won that? That's, you know, that last title. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I do think, I think, you know how people are, though. You know they're going to judge LeBron. Oh, no, LeBron, let's say he wins, but Anthony Davis is the MVP. Then it'll be, oh, okay, it's Anthony Davis's team. It's not LeBron. Oh, LeBron's over there. However you want to spin this, just so you get clicks, is what's going to happen. Is this really a title for LeBron since they won it in the bubble? To me, it's more, whoever wins it, there's... No asterisk. There's no need to explain anything. You've won a title in a difficult situation there. Yeah, McLevin. Uh, Michael Jordan never had to win one in the bubble. That's all (laughs) I'm going to say. I don't know what that means. I I don't know what it means either. Michael was in his own bubble when he played. But, you know, people are going to hate on LeBron if he does win a title this year. They'll try to devalue this some way, somehow. I don't know why we feel threatened that... Uh, somebody moves up near our idols uh, and then we go, oh, I got to bring them down. I got to denigrate them a little bit. Like we're like something's going to be lost with our childhood. If you know, LeBron gets closer to Michael Jordan, you know, all these great baseball players that I grew up with uh, and then somebody comes along and then they're actually better than the player that you thought nobody was going to be better than unless you're cheating. Like I don't take it personally. But I always want to remember, I I want people to remember those players because it's easy to forget as we move on and go, uh, this guy's the best I've ever seen. Okay, he's the best now. And the game, the athlete, everything has changed here. But sometimes we forget. Who did I have on? Remember where Draymond Green was voted 
I think the uh, one of the best Golden State Warriors over Rick Barry. <laughs> and I went, who's drinking here? Because somebody who says that has no idea about basketball. And Rick Barry. And, and Rick Barry was a spectacular player and led Golden State to a title with a team that had no other All-Stars on. Except for maybe, maybe Jamal Wilkes was an All-Star. Maybe. But Rick Barry was a great player. We tend to forget about yesterday and how great these players were because we love the newness, the freshness. Yeah, Paul. But do you think how it works like that every generation? If people of the Michael Jordan generation get very defensive whenever anyone's compared to him, was it that way when Kareem, I think Kareem was considered the greatest NBA player of all time. If, if you would have said in 1984, if we were doing a sports radio show, who's the greatest NBA player of all time? Would it have been Kareem? Probably. Yeah. Bill Russell, but Kareem was considered a... Well, you know, Bill Russell probably still would have been just because he won the 11 titles. But Michael Jordan basically took that title away from Kareem pretty quick. Well, the fact that he took it away from Bill Russell... Because Bill Russell won 11, and usually that's the argument. It's like, uh, how many titles does uh, LeBron have? Well, Bill Russell has 11. 11 in 13 years. I think two titles in college and a, an Olympic gold medal. But Michael Jordan's the greatest player of all time because Michael did it in a way that we had never seen before. He took what Dr. J had, and then he took it to a new level. Yeah, McLevin. When I was a kid, it was really magic. And Bird's legacy. Like, yeah. Because we saw Magic's Lakers, not Kareem's Lakers. Yes. I never saw Kareem like yes. that. Yes, yes. And I, I do remember a little bit of people saying Magic and Bird were better than Jordan Well, at some points. Well, Bird had won three MVPs, and then we didn't know what Jordan was. We just thought he was going to be a highlight machine, and he wasn't going to play for any titles. He was just going to be a guy who led the league in scoring. But we had already seen that with... You know, Dominique Wilkins was a, you know, when your nickname's the human highlight reel or film, uh, but we, Jordan became a winner. But Bill Russell's the greatest winner of all time. Bill Russell wasn't a great basketball player from the standpoint of wasn't a great shooter. Uh, he was just a great team player, the ultimate team player. But yeah, we get, we, you know, it invades our personal space when all of a sudden, if you said somebody's a better catcher than Johnny Bench, I'll fight you. No, I was just, no. Pudge Rodriguez, no, he's not. Uh, Mike Piatt, no, he's not. But it's hard to be objective about your heroes because you get territorial. You invest. Like Paulie thinks Walter Payton's the best running back. He's not, but in Paulie's eyes, Should be? he is. <laughs> Excuse me? My, my, my hips on. Excuse me? Two plus two equals four. Walter Payton's the greatest. Yes, he is. Of course he is. Um, so what do we think about Major League Baseball after 10 games? Well, not everybody's played 10 games. Now you got the Cardinals with COVID. You got the Marlins. Uh, by the way, here's Derek Jeter, the CEO of the Marlins, trying to separate fact from fiction with his team and their behavior. In our review, it was determined we had guys leave to get coffee, to get clothes. The guy left to have dinner at a teammate's house. There were no other guests on site. There was no salacious activity. There was no hanging out at bars, no clubs, no running around Atlanta, no running around the town. What it boiled down to on this particular trip was guys were around each other. They got relaxed and they let their guard down. They were getting together in groups. They weren't wearing masks as much as they should have. 
They weren't social distancing. Everyone was getting tested. We went the whole spring training 2.0 without a positive, and the entire traveling party got a little too comfortable. Should they have been doing that? No, uh, and that's been addressed. Okay. I mean, I, I'm going to take him at his word, but there was a report that a couple of guys went out on the town in Atlanta. I don't know what that means anymore. They went out on the town. They go to dinner someplace. They went out to get coffee. What time did you go out and get coffee? Remember when Lou Williams just went for the wings? Yeah, see. Yeah, Magic City actually has the best yeah. coffee in town. Yeah. Turns remember, out. remember Lou Williams? <laughs> it, was, it was takeout. And then all of a sudden, somebody asked one of the strippers, uh, did Lou come in? Yeah, yeah, we did some dances for him. <laughs> so that changed quickly. The pancakes at the Spearmint Rhino, Dan. Don't sleep on them. The yeah. great caramel macchiato. Yeah. Yes, McLovin. <laughs> I mean, if you want somebody to hold teammates accountable for wrongdoings, Derek Jeter's your guy because he never let teammates get away with anything. Wow. <laughs> he was just on top of those transgressions. How long have you been sitting on that one? Well, I tweeted it this morning. Oh, you did? <laughs> yeah. Wow. I, you know how I feel about A-Rod, so then you're getting into that old mess. I mean, come on, Jeter. Nobody trusts Jeter because he's nobody trusts baseball. <laughs> yes, Steve. Well, I do love the uh, statement like when after you completely lose control and nobody's taking this thing seriously anymore, you come out, hey, okay, it's all under control. <laughs> all right, we're, uh, we're really taking this seriously now. now. We are. Okay, so uh, let's just uh, calm down all the speculation. Okay, it's under control. Well, yeah, but it wasn't. Just like two weeks ago, you were ignoring it. Not, but now we got it, though, okay? So uh, we're just in charge and uh, taking this seriously again. Why does nobody double their efforts before everything goes haywire? They always double them after. Yeah, that's where the commissioner should say, let's double our... Those two, everybody but those two teams who didn't double their efforts, let's double our efforts. Just, how about we triple our efforts here? <laughs> triple our efforts here. Uh, Jeter would probably rather ask about... You know, the guys, his teammates using steroids than uh, asking about COVID. Oh, uh, boy. All right. Uh, poll question, McLovin. I forgot. <laughs> what, what, is, was this the Tyson one? Yeah, it's still up there. Okay. Still almost 60% of our audience was to get hit in the head by Mike Tyson. For a million dollars. Yeah. I do the face tattoo for a million, by the way. You what? I would get a face tattoo for a million. You would. A million in your set. But we choose what tattoo you get. Whoa, no, Whoa. not you. No. I think I, I thought I'd get like Tyson's face tattoo. I you could trust us. Let's let's face it, there aren't many right? great looking face tattoos. Like e equals MC squared Pi. What would we get? I would probably no, nah, I don't know what I would get for you. Yes, Todd. How about a big Ethan across the forehead? That could Ooh. start there. Oh man. I think that's too soon there. Is it too soon? Yeah, I think so. I mentioned this, uh, I think, uh, last hour, that uh, Rashad Bateman is a Minnesota wide receiver. He has decided to forego his last year at Minnesota. Now, he's considered on the short list of best receivers going into this draft. He's probably among the top five to seven wide receivers. He was the Big Ten wide receiver of the year. Uh, He's been all Big Ten. Uh, He's been All-American. He decided that he's not going to play this year. And this is a great group of wide receivers. I don't know Justin Ross's status of he's injured. He's out for the year. Is he eligible for the draft after this year, McLovin? And is he going to be able to play 
I don't know if he'll be healthy, but I assume eligibility-wise, he's ready to go. And then you got Jamar Chase at LSU. Uh, Alabama has two wide receivers. I know Waddle and uh, Smith are going to be first-round picks or expected to be. Yeah, McLevin. In the mocks, like Jamar Chase is four, five, three, four, five overall. Overall. Yeah. Yeah. Ohio State has a wide receiver. Well, that's shocking. Is it Chris Olive? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Yeah, but you didn't think of Ohio State as a place for wide receivers. You always thought Ohio State defensive players and a running back. And now it's different. Uh, I do love this, and I, I don't mean to rail on Jason LaConfora, but uh, he's the latest to say, hey, keep an eye on the Cleveland Browns this year. We kept an eye on him last year and the year before. They should be great this year. Like I, I, I'll be shocked if they don't make the playoffs. But you got maybe the best backfield uh, as far as running backs. I got two really good wide receivers. Don't they have two tight ends, McLovin? Uh, Njoku, Cameron. No, yes, they have another guy. They just signed. Uh, Hooper? Yes, Austin Hooper? Uh, uh, out of Atlanta from Is the Falcons, right? I think he's there too. They don't need all those guys. I know, I know. But, but you know, you got OBJ and Jarvis Landry. and But that's all skill position, guys. So they had that last year. Well, what you need is a simplified system for Baker Mayfield. They should be a running team. And then you're going to be able to, you know, hopefully have that defense soften up a little bit. And you're going to be able to complete some passes. You, you can't be a pass first team. They should be relying on those two running backs. You got two really good running backs. Two really good ones. Yes, McLovin. But you have a wide receiver who's going to ask for targets. Oh, no. I know. Not the wide receivers that you want with that quarterback. But this is up to Kevin Stefanski to, you know, simplify things and hopefully you get some, you know, real good play out of your defense. Miles Garrett steps up. But Cleveland better be good. Like, I'd be shocked if they're not, but I, I saw where buying the post-hype Browns, okay. Yeah, but they're in that division with Pittsburgh should be better than last year, and then you're going to have Baltimore. Yes, Todd. Now, Kansas City, that's the real wild card. Thank that's you, Todd. Gotta... <laughs> Keep an eye on the Niners this year. You called it, Todd. Keep an eye on the they Chiefs. They could probably get double-digit wins for sure, you would think. Keep an eye on the Chiefs this year. All right, let me take a break. Mike Tyson will join us. It's 18 after the hour. This is the Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app, by searching FSR. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. Like, a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app. Like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on. Or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Ever had an idea for a podcast? Well, now you have a chance to go into business with me, or vice versa. Nextgreatpodcast.com. Came up with the idea a couple of months ago, and I thought, you know what? People always have ideas. Doesn't have to be sports-related, but if you do, you have a chance. We're going to have 10 semifinalists and give them each $1,000 to produce a pilot episode, and then listeners around the world will vote on their favorite podcast to decide the next great podcast. That's what it's called, nextgreatpodcast.com, and I will be working with you. We will be partners on this with the uh, overall winner. Mike Tyson fights Roy Jones Jr. Eight-round exhibition bout. That'll be September 12th. It's at 9 Eastern on pay-per-view. And Triller, which is T-R-I-L-L-E-R. Triller also streaming a docuseries showcasing the physical and mental preparation leading up to the fight. Exclusive to Triller under hashtag Frontline Battle. Triller will drop two episodes per week, 9 Eastern, a.m. Eastern, every Friday and Saturday. Uh, Mike Tyson also kicks off Shark Week on Discovery Channel August 9th at 8 Eastern as he goes head-to-head with one of the ocean's top predators. It's, of course, Tyson versus Jaws. Rumble on the reef reef with uh, the famed ring announcer Michael Buffer calling all of the shots. Mike Tyson joining us on the program. When did you start getting the itch to get back into the ring? Hey, listen, um, this is really funny. Somebody had asked me, 
my brother-in-law asked me. He, he didn't want to ask me because I, I was um, adamant about it many times. People asked me, will Mike fight this guy? Will Mike fight this guy for 20 million? Will Mike I fight this guy for 50, 30 million? Whatever it was. And I always said, no, that's what I look like. I want to fight. Come on, give me a break. All right, give me a break. I'm not fighting. And then one day he asked me and I said, who do you want me to fight? <laughs> he said, Bob Sapp. And I said, well, okay, I know Bob Sapp. He's a big, strong guy. But I said, what kind of rules would I have to fight? Can I box him on the box of the Queensberry? And he said, one minute. He called and he said, yeah, he'll do that. And I said, okay, I'll do it. And um, we left. That's where I started off. And then I started from fighting him. And then I fought, I'm, I'm fighting from him. I'm fighting Chuck Liddell. I'm fighting Tito Ortiz now. Now I'm fighting this guy. And then the Kane now is done. I'm fighting Roy Jones now. <laughs> so this is, I said, that makes sense to you, but it doesn't make sense to me, but it's where I'm at now. Well, it probably didn't stop where people kept waiting for you to fight somebody because, well, you're supposed to fight somebody, but at your age, are you supposed to be fighting somebody? I wouldn't fight nobody 10 years ago. This <laughs> day in my life, I see I can do it for a better cause, a charity-based cause, and I'm, I feel great and I look great, so um, why not? Why well, then, not? I heard that you said you could knock out Conor McGregor in the ring, but would you get in the octagon with Conor McGregor? MMA. I don't think I want to do that, and not because... Connor might kick my ass, but just the fact that Connor has the right to step on my feet. And if anybody steps on my feet, I'm tapping out. He doesn't have to. <laughs> wait, wait. So, so that's the secret to beating you is stepping on your toes? If he steps on my feet, when we get out the ring, it's going to be a problem. <laughs> then, then, then we're going to have to get some police involved. We're going to have to have a lawyer involved. We're going to be involved. It's just going to be ugly. But, Mike, if Peter McNeely had stepped on your feet, he might have been able to beat you? Absolutely. He did. How would you fight you? If, if I said this Mike Tyson was going to fight Mike Tyson 25, how would you do? I, it's so, you know, I, I'm lost for words. But, I, I, how, how do you fight a guy like that? But the intelligence, though, of under, like at your age and being wise, well, maybe you'd be wise and not get in the ring with a 25-year-old Mike Tyson. No, I, I probably wouldn't, but um, he's, he's morphed. That 25-year-old had morphed into me. And so maybe if he ever understood who I am now, the 25-year-old, maybe he wouldn't want to get in the ring with me. <laughs> How often did you see fear when you walked into the ring? I see fear every day of my life. But fear from the opposition. I Always. You always feel fear from the opposition. What's the purpose of even fighting if that's not involved? But their face, when you walk in and you put fear on their face, how often do you think you saw that in an opponent? I didn't see fear. I saw intimidation. It's a big difference. What's the difference? Fear is just it's an emotion that we receive from God for whatever purpose it is. Intimidation is, um, is an emotion that prevents you from performing at the highest point of your ability. And so that's intimidation to prevent you from reaching your highest goal. What's the perfect punch feel like when it lands? It doesn't feel like anything. You don't feel, it feels like you missed. Really? Yes. 
Because baseball players will talk about hitting a home run, and then they it feels like nothing. Yeah, you don't feel it. You think you missed them. Next thing you know, he's out there sleeping. <laughs> Did you ever feel sorry for an opponent? I wish he didn't get in the situation that he got into or something. I wish he didn't. Um, I just wish something bad didn't happen to him that happened to him. Yeah, I, I don't like that. Who was that that you, you're talking about? I don't know. Just one guy I hit, um, and he was down a little bit, and I hit him while he was down, and I just didn't like that. When I saw it, when I was performing, it was great, but when I saw it, I, it gave me bad feelings. Uh, explain that it, it says it's an exhibition fight with Roy Jones. What does that mean, an exhibition? Exhibition means two people are fighting, and it's not called a fight. But it's real. Pretty much, yeah. We're throwing punches at each other. Dan, you know, <laughs> you know, you've been in sports your whole life, and you know, not only in boxing, but in sports, even in race car driving, anything. There's always some unwritten law, and the unwritten law is that the possibility you can die during training or the actual game. And, we, and listen, and we all know that because race car drivers, basketball players, wrestlers, boxers, we all seen it happen since we were kids. And we want to be in that sport, but we've all seen that. Some of us seen it happen to our fathers, and we still want to do it. And that's who we are. And, don't and I can't explain why. And don't have me try to and be an idiot. I just don't know why. We're talking to Mike Tyson. He's going to fight Roy Jones Jr. eight-round exhibition. That'll be September 12th at 9 Eastern pay-per-view and uh, Triller. You know, that, your last fight was, what, 15 years ago? Yeah. What do you remember about that? I remember I was I didn't really train. I wasn't excited about that fight. It was just um I don't know what it was. It was just a Bill paying really mundane day at the office. But it's hard you know, you were such a you were a, a walking business and you know, you have to fight and people want you to fight and then you how many times do you think you got in the ring where you just said, I just I don't want to do this or I don't have it? Well, you do many a time, but in this business Look, um, we're not going to really get hurt. At least we believe we're not going to get hurt. Even if we, you know, this is what we do. This is what we know how to do. When you went for revenge with Larry Holmes, was that Larry Holmes beat Muhammad Ali and, and, and you said you wanted revenge? Yeah, it was October 2nd, 1980. And why did it bother you so much? Because at that time, Cuff had, um, had drilled in my head that Muhammad Ali was pretty much a god and was worthy of worship and stuff. And so when I was, um, I was probably 11 years old, I saw Muhammad Ali at Spofford Reformatory. And um, that's when I wanted to fight. Yeah, I remember being the ringside and Ali came in in Atlantic City. I don't know if you were fighting uh, Spinks or uh, Frazier. Only Holmes, perhaps? I don't know, but Ali came in and I, the, like the sea parted. There were all these people. Like it was one of the most incredible entrances I ever saw. And it was just Ali and all these people started chanting and cheering. And it was, it was really emotional. You probably weren't even in the ring yet, but when he came out, I'll never ever forget that. I got goosebumps thinking about that. <laughs> I can tell that Ali has an impact on you, that it, it makes you emotional. Pretty much, yeah. It's incredible. What, when you start, and you know the science of boxing, and you know the history of boxing, uh, and I always talk about, Ali was so 
what I loved about Ali is, you know, these guys now who talk trash, like he was doing it saying, I'm going to knock you out in this round. He had a strategy there. Like, there's no showman like yeah, him. Bigger than that, it's really about world domination over yourself. What do you mean? It's about conquering yourself and conquering your fears, not really about conquering your opponent. When did you conquer your fears? I'm still in that process of doing that. I'm not coming up here to never conquer. I'm a product of fear. I'm from Brownsville, Brooklyn. And if you don't have fear there and learn how to control it there, you're going to have problems all out of life. You're going to be really f***ed up. How much fun do you want to have with this fight? Oh, this is going to be... I don't know. My definition of fun is <laughs> broken eye socket, broken jaw, broken rib. <laughs> How often do people come up to you and say that they would want to fight you? Just on the street, when you run into people, because every time you see a champ, you walk up and then champ will get ready, act like he's going to throw a little, a couple punches. Uh, I don't have that, but people ask me, on occasion, how do I knock out somebody? How do I throw a punch to knock someone out? What do I do if somebody attacks me like this and that? It's ridiculous things that I don't know what to do when they ask me that stuff. Why, why don't you do a fantasy camp where you can get come in and get punched by Mike Tyson? Like people sign a waiver and they spend $1,000 and they come in to get punched by you. I don't know. Stuff like that is too mundane for me. I like to get right to <laughs> You're done, doing a lot of stuff here. We got Shark Week coming up, too. You're involved in Shark Week? Oh, man. Oh, listen. The Sharks, are, man, the Sharks had me shook, man. Oh, God. <laughs> what am I? Listen, I'm from Brownville, Brooklyn. What am I doing to <laughs> the Sharks, man? Come on. What am I doing? What are they trying to do? Um, what coming, man? What are they trying to do? Um, make me civilized or something? <laughs> yeah, but how did this idea come up that you're going to fight a shark? Listen, oh, you, you don't want to hear this. <laughs> yes, I do. Man, listen, you don't want to hear this. All right, you want to hear this? I don't yeah. think I'm saying yeah. this to you on national television. But listen, Dana White, UFC president, thought he was doing me a favor. Mike, I don't want you fighting, Mike. Just do a couple of these gigs, and for you, you're going to be straight. Don't worry about fighting. I, I get these gigs. He wants. He care about me fighting Roy Jones. And he wants me to go swim with sharks. But he care about me <laughs> fighting with Roy Jones. Do you understand that? Does that makes sense. He worried about me fighting Roy Jones, getting hurt, but he give me gigs swimming with sharks. No, tell me how did that look? Please. How did that look? I'm like, whoa, God, he cares a lot. Yeah, I don't think Dana White cares about you that much, Mike, if he's willing to let you fight a shark, right? <laughs> like, I would fight Roy Jones Jr., and I have no business being in the ring. And that's what I told my wife. I said, Dad, he, I said, baby, Dana really cares about our family. Wow, he has me fighting Roy. He has me fighting sharks. Wow, friend like that, who needs enemies, right? <laughs> have, your, have your kids seen you fight? Not my younger kids, no. They're going to see this fight, right? I want them to. They're going to come with me to the fight, I hope. And what happened with uh, the possibility of fighting Holyfield? I don't know. Um, that's on the table. But um, I guess the people wanted Roy, I guess. Would you ever come back for real? 
Hey, listen, I never thought about that. But listen, this is fun. Let's see how many charities we can help, how many people we can help, and let's see how long I'll be around. Let's see how long I can hold up. This stuff looks pretty good. I feel pretty good. I've been in that spot. Man, I'm just ready. This is awesome, man. You look good. I mean, you looked... You look, it, so awesome. I'm sorry to interrupt. No, no, I was complimenting you on looking good, so... <laughs> About saying he's too old to do this, he's gonna make whatever. Nothing in the world. You ask George Foreman, he said, Oh man, if I was Mike and Roy, I wouldn't do this. That's what George said, right? But you asked him when he was on his journey to become comeback a champion, everything they were saying, they were making fun of him. This is too old. And when you really think about all that's worth accomplishing your goal, being made a fool at, laughed at, it's, it's worth it. Would you fight Tyson Fury? It's a possibility for what charity? Yeah, <laughs> how many charities we can help? Yeah, I'll fight them. I'll fight anybody for that. It's not really um, it's not based on money. The money's only based on what we can do with it, pretty much. Not on any kind of self-grandizement or anything. When uh, they make the movie on your life, who's going to play you? I don't know. Give me an idea. What you, about you? so Jamie Fox? How about Tom Cruise? <laughs> I don't know how good a boxer he is, but sure, why not? Hold on. Wait, it's in the works. We're talking about it. Jamie looks really good for the part. They're talking about using anti-aging with him as well, like they did in Irishman. Yeah. We're going to see what happens. I'm just, I'm very excited. And um, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. How do you think Jamie would do in the ring? If he's properly taught, I think he'd do well. How do you think Stallone looked in Rocky? Like, was there a Rocky movie where you thought Stallone looked like he could have held him held his own in the ring as a as a some kind of contender? That that wasn't based on appearances and all that stuff. Rocky was based on intestinal fortitude, hard work, determination, the desire to overcome adversity. That's what that was based on. So that makes that next to Raging Bull the greatest boxing movie in the world. Yeah. Who do you, Rocky, who do you, Rocky is a conglomerate of, of fight inspiration. So that's why he supersedes everyone else. But when you talk about the Raging Bull, that's a real person overcoming those odds. Who do you think look more realistic, De Niro in the ring or Stallone? De Niro looked really good. De Niro looked good, and so did Rocky. They both looked good. I was both entertained by both of them. I'd like to, to see honest. him get in the ring against each other. They did that, but not for real. But they did that in the movie. I oh, believe. that's right. That movie wasn't any good. Yeah, you're right. I'd like to see it for real. Yeah, but listen, you know what's so interesting? You can't have people that never really participated in boxing try to do that for real because it's so easy to get hurt. One little slug in the head, boom, next thing you got a blood clot. <laughs> what the f***, right? <laughs> a little pep in the head, you got a blood clot now. All right, I'd say good luck against uh, Roy Jones Jr., but more importantly, good luck against the Shark, Mike. I'm I'm worried you might lose a limb here. Man, listen, I can't tell you, uh, man. That's listen. <laughs> People like with friends of my corner who needs enemies, you know. <laughs> You look great. You sound great. I hope you have some fun and you raise some money and, uh, you know, that maybe this is the first of uh, a few for you. Also, it's so awesome if this thing turns out the way I anticipate it will. Thank you, Mike. Great to talk to you. Always nice talking to you, my friend. God bless. Mike Tyson.
When he said, how about Tom Cruise playing him in the movie? I, I, I wanted to laugh out loud a couple of times because he said, you know, you get hit and then you got a, uh, what do you say, a blood, blood clot. <laughs> uh, you know, that's an interview where I think being on Zoom helps out. So Tyson can see me, I can see him. Even Joey Bosa last hour. We've had him on where it's just over the phone, and if it's in person almost, you know, that feeling you have when you're actually talking to somebody, and I think that was beneficial with, uh, with Tyson. But Mike is going to be getting back in the ring. They call it an exhibition. I don't know if you throw exhibition punches, but I'm going to guess they still hurt with Roy Jones Jr. That'll be September 12th at 9 Eastern on pay-per-view and Triller. Take a break. What we learn, what's in store tomorrow. Last call for phone calls. Close up shop after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live every day at youtube.com slash the Dan Patrick Show. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. Like, a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app. Like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on. Or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. 
I was surprised that Pete Carroll, the Seahawks head coach, admitted that the team is monitoring Antonio Brown's situation and they're open to Josh Gordon returning. That might be one of those that you just gauge a reaction locally with the columnists there and broadcasters. What do the fans think? Fans are going to say, bring in who is ever going to help us. And Antonio Brown, if he can help you, I'm going to guess that uh, people are going to be open-minded about that with Antonio Brown. Look, if he pays his punishment, uh, a suspension for eight games, then fine. Bring him back. If you want to bring him back, you want to put him in the locker room, great. Josh Gordon, you want to give him another chance? Go ahead. But Antonio Brown, that is still an open investigation from what I'm told. So he got eight games. That's the best case scenario is eight games. He might get more. There was a funny moment last night. I'm watching uh, Memphis against New Orleans, and Doris Burke was doing the game, the ESPN NBA analyst, and she's working with Mark Jones. And uh, this is what she had to say during the broadcast. I do like being right. <laughs> Ask my ex-husband. That happens every time. <laughs> <laughs> X. Uh, there's a reason it's X, huh? <laughs> uh. I like how there was this pause after that. Uh, no. <laughs> good times. I like being right. Just ask my ex-husband. Two, two, did you? Yeah, he... <laughs> uh, Vaughn in South Dakota. Hi, Vaughn. What do you have for me today? Hey, good morning, Dan. Good morning. Uh, uh, Got to tell you a little story about golf. You like golf. Uh, I was golfing with my old high school uh, basketball coach who was only seven years older than us. He's got about a 30-foot double break and putt. He looks at me, he says, I got a 20 in my pocket, says I can make this putt. Hey, yeah, you're on. And so he hits it. Of course, he misses it. So I walk over with my hand out, waiting for the 20. He pulls the 20 out of his pocket, and written with a Sharpie on the 20 is, I can make this putt. And I said, what? And he goes, I didn't bet you. I just told you I had a 20 in my pocket that says, I can make this putt. <laughs> Feel free to use that with your friends there, guys. All right. Well, thank you, Vaughn. I, I, I didn't expect that ending. That was better than Rick in Hawaii's ending with Mike Tyson. Caesar salad. Yeah. A double Caesar salad for the champ. And then he ate it. Chili in Florida. Hi, Chili. How are you, bud? Hey, Dan. Hey, uh, last week when I called in, everybody gave me a hard time on my friends in Florida why I didn't get the bell. So let me do it now. Okay. Six two, too many. Thank you. Uh, Rick in Hawaii, that guy, um, where was Keith Morrison with him uh, on that call to give him a little, oh, that pesky <laughs> DNA and the champs eating the double Caesar salad. That's all I got. All Love right. Well, thank you, Chili. Thank you. Yeah, I don't know if it was a Keith Morrison moment. Yes, Tom. Is this why I inserted my really bad laugh? Oh, when uh, Bill Hader, <laughs> when Bill Bill Hader did his Keith Morrison impersonation, and and Todd blurts out, you know, his reaction to the uh, you know, when he's uh, doing with my mic on. Yeah, that pesky. I know how much you love that. <laughs> Bill Hader's funny. Not that funny. Not that funny. <laughs> This day in sports history, what do you have, Paul? 1983, New York Yankees outfielder Dave Winfield threw a baseball between innings, like warming up, that accidentally killed a seagull. 
After the game, he was actually arrested and taken down to the police station where he had to post bond. Yep. And the uh, charge in Toronto was uh, cruelty, unnecessary cruelty to an animal. The next day, the DA uh, dropped the charge and said there was no intent, and the mayor apologized to the New York Yankees. The guy, he, the guy, he, he shot me. Shot you a dirty look? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. He shot me with a gun. And... When's the third season of Barry? going to be out on HBO. Looking forward to that. Have you guys watched the f- first two seasons of Barry? His supporting cast, and there are some there's great, great characters on that. Henry Winkler is awesome on that show, too. Barry. All right, let's go around the room, what we learned on the program. Final results of the poll question, McLevin. Would you get punched by Mike Tyson for a million dollars? 59% say yes. Okay. Todd, what did you learn on today's program? I learned that 24% of all plate appearances result in the strikeout, and the Rockies have the second lowest ERA among the starting pitching staffs. All righty. Uh, McLovin. The champ ate both salads. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to bring up this story to Tyson because I, I don't know. I, I'm going to guess he, he wasn't going to remember. Hey, it, uh, Mike, you <laughs> like Caesar salad by any chance? <laughs> uh, then in, and if he came back and said, actually, that reminds me of a story. I met this guy, Rick, in Hawaii, and I had a double Caesar salad. I was sitting with Danny DeVito and all Schwarzenegger <laughs> and Kennedy Jr. It was crazy. Uh, what did you learn today, Seton? Alex Caruso still a great defender. Yeah. Just ask him. <laughs> Paulie, what did you learn? Mike Tyson wants Tom Cruise to play Mike Tyson in the biopic. Fritzy, what did I learn? Tyson's not looking to make any money off the fight. It's not for his own self-aggrandizement. God, I'll be happy when this show's over. What we learned brought to you by LegalZoom. You can start online. Network of independent attorneys can provide advice when you need it the most. Since LegalZoom isn't a law firm, you don't have to leave your home. Visit LegalZoom.com today for more information. Say goodbye, Mike Tyson. I don't even like Steve Salad. I'll talk to you tomorrow. <laughs> this is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. From the versatile EQB to the sublime EQS sedan, Mercedes-Benz makes electric extraordinary. The vehicles, all electric. The feeling is all Mercedes. The choice is yours. Learn more. MBUSA.com slash EQ. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.